Man, Draymond Green goes MMA on Jordan Poole. The Victor Wimbenyana hype train has arrived, and AD might have a new role with the Lakers. I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All NBA podcast. I have the three hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Feeling good. Feeling great. How about you? I'm doing good, man. John, how you living? Other than my fantasy teams, just taking a huge dump. I'm doing great, man. <laughs> I think we're, I think we're all feeling that way. Sammy, how you living, my friend? I need a smoke after that Chiefs Raiders game, but other than that, I'm I'm doing just fine. <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely crazy. But boys, we have some crazy news. I know everyone has heard about this with the Warriors, Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. And I'm going to go over the timeline a little bit here. Last week on Wednesday, there was a report by Sham saying that Draymond forcefully struck Poole at Warriors practice. And we were all sort of thinking, okay, it was just a little scuffle. And Chris Haynes later tweeted that Draymond Green was apologetic about the altercation with Jordan Poole. There was some buildup stemming from teammates noticing a change in Poole's behavior throughout camp. And the next day, on Thursday, there were some questions asked to Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, Stephen Curry, and Bob Myers basically backed up what was going on internally, saying like, like, okay, there was a scuffle going on, there's not more, much more here, and we're gonna handle this all internally when it comes to suspensions, punishments, etc. And Kerr was saying, Draymond Green won't be here tomorrow and I expect him to return on Saturday and get back at it. Curry was saying, how we handle the situation is important, how Draymond responds to the space that he needs to come back with the right frame of mind of doing the work, coming with the right energy, making it about the team. All those things are important. Hmm. And Curry was asked about Chris Haynes' tweet about Jordan Poole's behavior around the locker room. And Steph Curry says that basically it was absolutely BS. Uh, he doesn't think that at all. And then the big bomb comes on Friday. TMZ releases this video. RJ is going to play this video here where you see Draymond Green and Jordan Poole kind of standing at either end of the screen here and Draymond approaches Jordan Poole. Poole kind of shoves Draymond away because they're having some words. And Draymond does, the only way I could describe this is an MMA Superman punch, slamming him against the wall. Now there's a lot to unpack here. I'm gonna start with JJ here. Actually, let's start with a non-Warrior fan. I'm gonna start with Sammy here. <laughs> What do you think, or what do you speculate happened on the court on this day? Man, that's a big question. Um, if something like this goes down, it feels like it's a buildup. It's not a one-off, you got mm -hmm. into it on the court kind of thing. With a team this close that's been together this long, so you think it's it like a repeated account sort of thing? I I think it's a repeated account. It might have just been, I mean, I know there were rumors that Poole's attitude had changed building up to the contract extension. And I don't know how true that is, but the interesting thing about that, I'm not trying to read too far into this though, is that 
he might get his money in place of Draymond getting the extension he wants. So you wonder subconsciously that had something to do with this, but it just feels like this was build up to some sort of frustration Draymond was feeling, and it. I, I would love to know if anything we've heard about Paul's attitude regarding the money has been true. Because if that's the case, we know that Draymond is emotionally, he's emotionally charged. He plays with his emotions. He lives by his emotions. So I think it's one of those things where it was build up and just the wrong comments set him off to a point that was beyond what we would ever expect to see on video. But... A lot of players also came out saying stuff like this happened at practice in the past. We just never saw video for it. So that's the best way that I could interpret it. But I think I think the true cause of this will never really know exactly how we got to this point. I don't think any of the players will ever truly reveal it. Do you boys think that the Warriors are handling the situation correctly? Because we all know that, like, there's been some disagreements within the Warriors team in the past. And players have felt like they did not handle those situations correctly. How, how do you guys think they're handling it right now? Boom. Go ahead, Jay. Well, I was going to ask you, John, like the common analogy that people are putting out there because they're trying to put relevancy in this whole situation is can you go up to a coworker and just punch them? I don't think so. And my thought is, well, this is not triple-a insurance this is the nba <laughs> they get paid multi-millions you have these athletes that are famous you have these athletes that play a physical game and there are certain jobs that have certain expectations so with that being said are the are the warriors handling it in a way that they should I don't know. I think they are. You got to consider with everything that's been going on, if there is an organization that could handle it, I would say it's the Warriors. John, what, what do you think what I said? I, I know I like asked you multiple questions, but I guess my first thing is, uh, do you agree with the public out there, which is if someone were to hit you at your job, they should be fired and terminated right away? Or is the NBA like a whole different space and if it's a different space do they get away with more like what are your oh, thoughts it's, about it's that? absolutely a, a different standard that the NBA is held to and that's either a higher standard or it can be a lower standard because honestly if this were to happen in any other workplace in our workplace in a job that doesn't require that has this many eyes or this much money for some reason I feel like these NBA players are much more, they're much more protected because they're, they're, there's so much more money in the NBA, right? That they're willing to, the NBA is willing to spend to either use on their PR team to calm this down, to pay off media, whatever it may be. It's just, it's weird to me, it just seems like this is going to get brushed under the, the rug for some reason. And maybe because the Warriors are kind of like, they're not the villain team anymore. When Kevin Durant was there, they were the villain team. But I feel like the, the narrative around this team is a little bit different. And I know Draymond has had some issues in the past, but the media—it's like a, they're the—they're the darling again. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if you guys agree with that, being Warrior fans. But I feel like once Kevin Durant left, they're no longer the evil, you know, the villain team that everybody wants to see lose. 
So yeah, they're held to a different standard. The NBA is. So I'm not really surprised. Do I think the Warriors, the organization, they're handling it okay? I don't. I mean, how else can you handle this, right? Draymond Green yeah. stepped away from the team, which the the organization probably encouraged him. I will say it that in quotes. He probably and, and to have him, you know, outwardly just say, "I'm going to step away from the team," but he was probably forced, if we're being honest. Um, but it, you know, it's it's an interesting situation. It makes for good news. It's I think it'll in the long run, it's not going to be a big deal. I don't think. But Sammy made a great point, and I think that it does have something to do with not only Jordan Poole's ascension into the Warriors and being a key player and and possibly someone who can replace, be a, a key replacement once the big you know the big three are eventually um, retire or get older. But I also think this is about Draymond Green's descension and his decline overall. And you guys have seen that, right? He hasn't been playing well. He is not. He's in, he's not the Draymond Green that we that you've seen when the the Warriors were playing the Cavs in the finals every year after year after year. So I think a lot of it is built up tension, but it's also just Draymond Green. He's, I think he he realizes the he's he's becoming a lot more mortal. I will say, and you know his days are probably numbered. And I think it, things are just building up. Maybe jealousy, but. I honestly think he's not going to be a warrior for much longer. And if you guys say something about the Lakers, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to flip out. <laughs> don't even bring it up. We might talk about that a little no, later. We will, well, there will be no conversations surrounding that We definitely that at all. might and probably will talk about that. But I, I want to rewind to something that you said. You're talking about mate, like this isn't like the Draymond KD situation in the past. But I actually want to bring that up. So if this happened in 2019, but between Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, would the light on this situation be different? Like everyone's seeing Jordan Poole as a victim. Like they, they really want him to get that extension. They think they think he deserves a spot on the, on the team. Now, I think if Kevin Durant was in that situation, would everyone be backing Draymond 100%. With Kevin, with Kevin Durant, you know, talking about leaving the team, being fickle, all that 100%. stuff. You think 100%. so? Yeah, for sure. Everyone will be Just backing because... Draymond Green about Superman yeah. punching Kevin Durant. Yeah, because of <laughs> because of how people perceive Kevin Durant and how the media perceives him to be in in the narrative and out. But Jordan Poole, you know, he's just. He hasn't had any off the court issues. He hasn't said anything outrageous or pulled up. Somebody hasn't pulled up some crazy Twitter post from nine years ago. You know, he's kind of a darling at this point. So he's going to be the innocent victim. So for sure, 100%. Sammy, you agree with that? I think in part I do. And I think a big part of it is if you just think about from the media perspective, you just don't hear much from Jordan Poole right now because he's, what, the fourth, fifth most important player on the team, give or take fifth maybe so he doesn't you know demand i i say demand in the sense of if you're gonna go do media pieces on the warriors he's not gonna be one of the first two or three kd by his own desire and need as well as his ability is always in the media he's always tweeting whether it's from his original account one of his burner accounts but he also plays victim a lot Mm-hmm. And and so I think I think John's completely right about that. I mean, I would say a, a lot of people would be backing Draymond, if not everybody, if this was Draymond and Katie, because 
KD's just not well liked. And Jordan Poole right now, because you don't hear much from him from a national perspective, there's not going to be much negative to say about him. So in that way, I think definitely that's part of the reason everyone's siding with him because we just haven't heard anything from him. We just saw him got we just saw that he got punched, and that's all we know. So JJ, as as the Warrior fan, are you backing up Draymond in that situation if he if he punched KD in 2019? Well, the difference between Jordan Poole and KD is that KD is a peer of Draymond Green. Like, there are Warrior fans, not that they're right or wrong, depending who you ask, that Draymond and KD, they're both important to the team equally, right? But with Jordan Poole, the main difference, which is why I'm, you know, very sad, upset, all the emotions about this, like, with... Draymond is that there's a 10 year difference man Draymond is the vet Draymond is the big brother when you have a star rising like Jordan Poole I know there's a pecking order but you gotta build that confidence man you gotta make this dude cocky you gotta make this dude confident he can't be another Darko where you know he's on the Pistons and then he shoots 0 for 15 on the floor with the Hall of Fame players you got to make yeah. him confident where he's not afraid to be on the court with Steph, Clay, and the and Wiggins and everyone else on the Warriors. And one of the things that like I was thinking about with like Jordan Poole, I the one criticism that we've all had like on this panel at least at least about Jordan Poole is his defense and is needed like a mentor. And there's absolutely no way Draymond Green can be that mentor for him anymore after that punch and i want to go even further here so we're all talking about like contract discussions between whether or not they should extend draymond or extend pool and that could possibly be the argument here right between the between the two players and i have like like crazy conspiracy theory okay where the warriors we're in that rock and hard place, deciding between the two, and they were leaning towards pool. Do you think there's a scenario or a world where the Warriors internally actually leaked this video intentionally to make this decision more favorable for Warrior fans? I've had I love, the same thought. I love that. I love it. I love the conspiracy tinfoil hat. <laughs> Is that too crazy? I actually oh, thought the same thing. Like, I I don't think they did just because if it ever got found out, then that's the end of the entire front office there. But it, it adds up, doesn't it? If they want pool and they don't want to re-sign Draymond, it's a lot easier to pitch to Steph, man. We can't, we can't keep the power forward that assaults people on the team anymore. It's it's a lot right. easier to to keep him happy in that way, but you know, well, you, it's, guys, it's, you guys tell me. It's, it's, well, it's it's a it's a perfect way. I, I mean, okay, honestly, I don't fully believe that it was leaked by the Warriors organization, but I'll buy it. I'll, I'll play the game because if anything, like you guys said, it allows the Warriors organization. Sorry, there's something going on outside. If you guys can hear that honking, but it gives the organizations an out in order to re-sign Poole and not re-sign Draymond. But the key here is that it, they do it without the backlash 
and with that from from warrior fans and loyal warrior fans who have a lot of uh, who are partial to draymond green and all the championships yeah and just to add on that if i'm playing the game too like these two gentlemen are people feel and maybe i don't know i don't believe it but encourage me jen that chris they it was a response to the chris haynes tweet about how jordan's pull behavior has been questioned he's been too cocky and guess who chris haynes is associated with Draymond. with clutch sports and who's signed on to clutch sports draymond green so oh man draymond as people are thinking right now with this whole situation he's trying to control the narrative like yeah well draymond shouldn't have punched him but jordan paul has been acting with this kind of behavior so if you want to play conspiracy theory maybe they're like all right let's control the narrative draymond draymond's rep or writer saying this why don't we release the video I don't believe it, but I think it's interesting. You know? <laughs> no, I'm I'm backing yeah. it up, man. I'm I'm fully committed to that because I mean Draymond Green is such a darling to the Golden State Warriors fan fan base, yeah. and I think if if we just decided to move on without some sort of alternate plan, I think I think it would have been crazy. But I I do think that Steve Kerr see something really special in Jordan Poole. And he actually said this after um, the Warriors versus Lakers here, where Jordan Poole scored 25 points. He was 10 of 19 shooting. Um, he had a bunch of three-pointers. He had six assists with four boards. He said, there's a reason he's in this position about to sign a big extension, hopefully. He's tough, mentally tough, and physically tough. A lot of people are thinking that Jordan Poole is like the next big thing for the Warriors after Steph Curry. Do you guys buy that? No. And I don't buy it because players like Steph Curry don't come that often. He's he's a once in a generational type player. Can Jordan Poole be half of Steph Curry? Yes. But I think it's ridiculous to say that to have an expectation that he's going to come close to even touch or, you know, sorry if this is a little too risque or not not PG, but he can't touch Steph Curry's jockstrap. I'll say that. Oh, dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Would you guys agree? Yeah, I mean, Steph is Steph, man. He's a top 10 player of all time. With pool... I honestly still don't know if he, if his peak is as a high-end starter or, and I don't mean this in a bad way, or if his peak is like Ginobili? a really high-end six-man. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I, I heard on a different podcast, and forgive me, I can't remember which one, but the comparison I heard was like a supercharged Jamal Crawford. And that's actually not a bad play. That's a three-time six-man winner. I mean, that's a good comparison. Especially if his defense doesn't come around, but that's a bad player. It's a really high-end player. It's just what might box him in is the expectations of following Steph because that's that's damn near impossible. He can't be expected to do that. He's got to be his own player. But I don't know if, you know, multiple-time All-Stars in his future, and that's not... 
trying to demean him. I think he's a great player. It's just I think the expectations are way too high for him right now. If that's what way he's too being high. built out as way too high. Do I think he's the next Steph? I think the Warriors think that he plays like Steph. He fits the role like Steph. And what I mean by that is they've been looking for a point guard that could set up the offense and play make like Steph for the past 12 years, right? And they finally have someone that at least is a shadow of Steph Curry and who, who could basically uh, bridge the gap between Steph and the next generation. And who's perfect? It's, it's Jordan Poole. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I think I think that's what the Warriors are are seeing. I'm I'm gonna have you guys actually you're gonna you're gonna tell me whether or not this Draymond Green pool altercation was bigger news than the topics I'm gonna tell you. Okay. First one is the KD trade requests. Was the KD trade request bigger news than this altercation? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> Damn. Yes, I say that with hesitance. I say no, just because we know the result Ooh. of that that trade okay. request. I, I feel like that's kind of a cop out because I mean, we're, if we're talking about just the trade request in that moment of time, then I would say yeah. But because we know that it was just a bunch of baloney and it did yeah. it led to basically nothing. Yeah. Then I'm gonna say no. JJ, defend that real quick. Why yes? Because we actually. We have we caught a fight on camera, or not even a fight, a sucker punch on camera. Oh, they so you're saying that the altercation is bigger news? Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. Sammy, what, was that your your same answer? No, I, I think the KD trade request is bigger news only because when a top three to four player requests a trade that could shake up the league if it actually happens, I, I think that has bigger long-term repercussions. And just because, like John said earlier, I I don't think the result of this is going to be as drastic as we're thinking right now in the moment, because I don't think Draymond's going to get traded right now, like in this minute, in this moment. How about the Suns drama? Like all of it, all together, yes or no? What do you guys think? As in, yes, the Suns drama is bigger news. No. No. Uh, wow. I'm gonna say yes collectively because Ooh, okay. it is Defended. because of Sarver, Sar because Sarver obviously. I mean, we it, it just was it was expected, so maybe that's why maybe why it didn't have as much as a profound impact. But I think the Sarver news, coupled with Aiton and everything that's going on in Phoenix collectively, I think is bigger. How about the Kyrie contract negotiation? Yes or no? Because no? we saw that coming in the moment he didn't get back. <laughs> yeah, no. No, no, no. The, the news is so saturated with Kyrie that nothing is surprising nor impactful anymore. Unless he falls off the side of the flat earth, that is not a bigger deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close this, uh, this topic here, and I'm going to close it with Draymond Green's apology here. He... The biggest part that like affected me when he was apologizing, he said that his family saw this video. His mother, his father saw that video. 
I had to apologize to his mother and his father and his family and his friends that cared for him because that a sense or a level of bear or sorry that sense or level of embarrassment that they had to deal with too and like I thought that was really profound and it was great for him to include Jordan Poole's mom and dad in that apology and I'm always going to shout that out but we're going to take a short little break from a word from our sponsors the NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Wow. Boys, we have to talk about this next topic here. So the number one and the number two prospect went Wait, hold head on, to Jim. head. Yes. We got to talk about Sammy's segment, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sammy, you have a segment about this whole Draymond Green scenario, actually. So go for it, my friend. All right. Well, uh, as you all know, I, I like to peruse the trade machine at the, at the right times when the right incidents bring themselves up. And since we know that Draymond's future is uncertain, I decided to do a, let's say some trade machine dances and see what we could come up with. So I've got three hypothetical trades plus a quick bonus trade. <laughs> and I want to see what you guys think of them and if they make sense for both teams. So. All of these trades work salary-wise in the trade machine. So these are not pie in the sky. They could happen. So the first trade would send Draymond back home to Michigan, to Detroit. Coming okay. back would be a combination of the soon-to-be-bought-out-but-not-yet-for-cap-purposes-Kemba Walker, Isaiah Stewart, Hamadou Diallo, Kevin Knox, and a 2023 first-round pick, top 10 protected. The prize in this trade for the Warriors is Isaiah Stewart, $4 million a year on his contract for the next three years. The other three players all expire this year. Thoughts on this trade? Since JJ and June don't know four of those five <laughs> players on the Pistons, then I'm going to go with a, a, a hard... A hard no. <laughs> JJ thought Isaiah Stewart played in the NFL. <laughs> Is he on the 36ers? <laughs> Does he play for Adelaide? No. He just topped up in Booker. I do, I do like Isaiah Stewart, but I still don't think that trade is worth it in my eyes. JJ, what do you think? I think the Warriors would want a win now piece. Okay. A defensive presence. But I am intrigued with that draft pick. Top ten protected, you said, right? Top ten protected. Yes. Okay. Let's. We'll go. We'll go. If you don't mind, I want to go back and pick the best, best okay. situation. Yeah. 
Sounds good. Trade two. A three-teamer. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. June, what were your thoughts on that first trade? Oh, no, that no. was it. That was it. Or no. no. Okay. Nope. Got Not it. for it. Okay. Trade two. Three-teamer. In this trade, Golden State gets Miles Turner. The Indiana, actually, excuse me, John's Los Angeles Lakers get Buddy Heald and Draymond Green coming home to clutch. And the Pacers get Russell Westbrook, the 2027 Lakers first top three protected, the 29 Lakers first also top three protected, and a 25 Warriors first unprotected. Thoughts on this one? Oh man, you had to add the Warriors drop pick. The Warriors <laughs> otherwise. I, so my logic here is that Draymond right now being traded has obviously decreased value because of what just happened. So you're gonna have to compensate a little more than you normally would. So my my initial thought, at least on the Warriors side, I'll just speak for the Warriors side here. Um, if this situation with Draymond Green, you is like we can't come back from that anymore like we can't have a happy dream on green with the warriors i think this is the best case scenario yeah. i mean miles turner 26 years old defensive presence he's also james wiseman insurance and we all know that he is injury prone and that would be a big missing piece or a piece that actually the warriors this iteration of the warriors has never had which is an elite center so i'm i'm actually for this nice all right I concur. I, I would do it, Sammy. Wow. All right. And John, you already know home. what my answer is to this. And <laughs> a thousand is times that, yes. Yo, yeah, hey, is that yeah, for the for people that are yeah. watching? Is that a is that a clip of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Draymond Green in the middle? Yo, <laughs> yes, that's just absolutely wrong, dude. Okay, first of all, that was actually released by Lakers absolutely Twitter. Absolutely not, yeah. from my perspective as a Laker fan, and. To give up I'll, the Russell contract, I mean, you into I would, but I, 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 I'm sorry, guys. I do not want Draymond Green on the team. I mean, him, Dennis Schroeder, uh, like, who else? Who Buddy Hield. No, I know, I know, Buddy Hield. But I'm saying like, there's a lot of personalities there that that are just bound to erupt, and and it's just like I don't like that dynamic. Draymond's also on the on the decline, and I will say this like. People are are, are are saying that the 2027 and the 2029 pick, those are going to be high picks, guys. Like, everybody knows it. LeBron James is not going to be playing anymore. Anthony Davis is going to be, he may not be on the team, but if he is, he's going to be on the decline. The Lakers are more than likely going to be pretty bad, and those are going to be very high draft picks. So I, it, it has to be for the right trade. And Miles Turner, I'll take Miles Turner and Buddy Hill. I'm sorry, I will not do Miles, I will not do buddy healed and Draymond green would any change on the protections make you feel better about that or is this just a no-go no matter what i think it would make me feel better it depends Top on the protections 10? though what if Top the warriors 10. had to give a pick but the lakers did not hmm i mean i would consider it if it was the protections were different or if we only had to give up one okay all right 
don't know, man. You gotta maximize that LeBron <laughs> career. Yeah, I, I agree. But and, Draymond Green is not maximizing it at this point. And that forty games <laughs> of sorry. Anthony Davis a year. Look, look, uh, look, I'm not gonna. I'm not just. I'm not like trying to lower or or uh, take away from Draymond's accomplishments. But at this point in his career, he's not that good anymore. I'm sorry. All right. So this sounds like a lopsided trade if the two Warrior friends really like it and the Laker fan doesn't. So, <laughs> so send it to the internet. Anyway, all right. Our third trade. <laughs> our third trade involves Draymond landing in Phoenix, Ooh. where they could clearly use some level of somebody who. This is a a clean podcast. I have to choose my words carefully here, but. Someone who won't lose by 40 in a game seven, we'll say. Say it! Say it! Oh. Going the other way in this one. Jay Crowder to kind of, sort of, fill a very poor man's version of the Draymond rule. Cameron Johnson, Torrey Craig, and a top 10 protected first-round pick for this year's draft. Thoughts on this trade? JJ's disappointed because you didn't somehow fit Aiden in there. I want Bridges. <laughs> oh, Bridges. I will oh, tell Bridges, you, I think yeah. Bridges is an absolute untouchable as far as Phoenix is concerned. Yeah, he's a, he's a underrated. The salaries would match up, but I just don't think Phoenix would do it. Uh, I'll start since yeah, JJ is contemplating the meaning of life over there. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think I'd do it either. I mean, I don't think it's going to be... Like, people think Phoenix might be bad this year. They could be, but I don't think they're going to be top 10 draft pick bad. Well, that's so it's protected, so they would get the pick. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm... Oh, then maybe... Yeah, you so know the what? Warriors would get the pick. Yeah, you're right. If the it top was, 10 uh, protections if it, if for Phoenix outside, are... If it's outside the top 10, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, the top 10 protections are for Phoenix in case, like, yeah, CP yeah. gets hurt and everything goes down, goes to hell. Uh, I, you know what? I'd have to I have to do my research and look at the, the, the draft prospects to mm-hmm. see if, like, there's anything in, in, like, the middle rounds. But my gut would say no at the top of my head. Just, just I don't, I don't, I don't know if the pieces are enough. Gotcha. Yeah, I, w- I want Bridges, at least. Yeah, I-, I don't think I'm going for that trade either. Okay. But I-, I do see why, potentially, the Suns would want to do it. Win now mode with Chris Paul, right? Yeah, win now mode, Chris Paul. Also, uh, DeAndre Aiden insurance. I like the potential two-man game between Chris Paul and Draymond. There'd be some nice chemistry there, and potentially with the... Um, Devin Booker as well so I see why they would want to do it so I think that's a potential like trade partner mm-hmm. but I would like to tweak that a little bit I want Bridges too but I don't I, I think I'm with you they're probably not gonna do it gotcha I will say I think I'm a little higher on Cameron Johnson than both of you are I think he would actually shine with Golden State that's that was the appeal of this one to me but I understand the logic yeah well right. we're gonna get to our next topic here yeah um we're going to quickly talk about this because the number one and the number two prospect ended up going head to head. Victor Wembenyana. I'm going to just butcher that name this whole this whole year. Victor Wembenyama and Scoot Henderson went head to head. So Victor, this guy needs a nickname, man. He needs a nickname because I can't pronounce the last name. Victor, 
he looks like an absolute freak. LeBron James, um, he said he's an alien. Steph Curry says that he's a 2K creative player. He scored 37 points. He had seven threes and five blocks in this game. Is this one of the best prospects you guys have ever seen? We'll start there. It's impressive, but I'm not going to, I'm definitely not going to put him over LeBron or Derek Rose. Because when I saw both of those dudes play, my jaw dropped. People were watching their high school games. But, you know, to my defense too, like, I haven't seen when Banyama play that much. So it's yet to be seen, but I'm going to say hell no. He's not the best prospect, like what Richard Jefferson said. That's crazy to say. What do you guys think? I think I understand where you're coming from, Jay, but I would wonder if... Like, if Rose was 18 right now, and we put him next to this kid, not knowing what he became, I wonder who would be desired more. Just because it's a 7-4 dude who shoots like this guy does and supposedly has the defensive prowess of Gobert, though hopefully not in the playoffs. Like, that's that's a pretty unbelievable combination. And we're already seeing, like, Tankapalooza is already starting for this kid. Uh, on the nicknames front, the one funny one I found, it's too long but still funny, is Yama There Goes That Man. So <laughs> I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> But that, uh, well, that's my thought. John, what do you think? I will say this. I, you know, France actually has a really, really good basketball player now. And yes, that's a knock on Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I think... I, I'm kind of like in the middle between JJ and Sammy's assessment because I think that you have to look at his physical features, his physical... Um, stature, like Sammy said, he's 7'4". He shoots like Kevin Durant. He handles like a point guard. So he is literally a comp- he takes you take all of the skills and all of the things that each position excel at, and you combine that into one player. And the potential to be absolutely dominating, un- indefensible, unguardable, is there. So you have to kind of take that into account but at the same time JJ is right it, LeBron James I think we have a short term memory if you look up his high school highlights he was absolutely dominating everybody in high school if he went to college he would have dominated everybody in college he started in the NBA against the Sacramento Kings his first game and he pretty much dominated that game he it was still look he was a boy but he looked like a man playing among boys that's LeBron James so those are very high standards, like JJ said. So I'm not gonna sit here and start and proclaim like Richard Jefferson trying to get a bunch of clicks, <laughs> views. You know, he, that's what everybody's trying to do these days. Just like see something outlandish. I mean, we try to do it. Hey, I'm not. I'm not a hater. I, you get. You get, don't hate the player. Hate the game. But I think we have to temper our expectations. But the potential is there. I'll say that. So I'm gonna name some some players that had like huge hype. Um, coming into the league and you guys tell me if Victor um, is above these guys here AI 
Tim Duncan, Greg Oden, Anthony Davis, Zion. I'll start there. Do you guys think that the hype for Victor Wimbanyama is more than those players? Yes, with the exception of Zion. I think Zion had more hype. I will say I agree with Jay's assessment. I think Wimban, yeah, Yama. There Wimbin goes that Yama. man. <laughs> uh, I think his hype is gonna reach a fever pitch because remember we've still got eight months till the NBA draft. Very yeah. true. So and just going along with what you said, Jay, I think this is also the power of social media because all of those guys didn't really play in a popular social media era. So there wasn't as much coverage of all of them. So I think that plays into this too. Yeah, you're right. Greg Oden. I don't know if you guys remember this, but he had a lot of hype surrounding him. And yeah. that was also a time, like Sammy said, where social media was limited, but they were proclaiming him like the next big thing. And he just couldn't, I mean, he could have been, he just couldn't stay healthy. He was, and that's an understatement. He was injured all the time, but yeah. Yeah, it's still too early. Uh, I think I think Sammy's right. As we get closer to the draft and as things build up and we see more highlights of him and, I don't know, he becomes more aware of, of the fame, you know, things are just going to, I think, it exponentially explode in terms of the hype. I think he has like an 80, like an 80% chance of surpassing like Zion as far as like more hype by the end of the year just because of how unusual he is like seven four that can move like a guard like i've never seen anyone move like that before like we've seen like bull bull like the way that he moves and he's like freakishly tall but he does not move like victor Wimbanyama. like there's like some fluidity some guard skills like someone like bull bull did not have that um, no and he's like a better ball handler than most of the point guards in the league it's just sad he had like a fadeaway. <laughs> He's got three pointer. Like it was absolutely ridiculous. Because if you haven't seen the highlights from that game, you guys absolutely go on YouTube, go check it out. But we're gonna save this Anthony Davis topic maybe for next week. That's actually all we have time for today. I want to thank you three, you three for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. All right, thank you, listeners. Appreciate you all. John, thanks for being on. Hey, thank you. And it's Wembenyama. Guys, <laughs> Sammy, thanks for being on, man. Thanks, man. Yama, I'll see you next time. <laughs> and shout out to our video producer, RJ. Check out our YouTube channel. Channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rosa Panza. This is The Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>